You're listening to the weekly podcast of Victory Christian Center of Victorville, California. We pray you enjoy today's message. some of those traditions. We need to dig up some of those religious spirits. We need to dig up some of those things where, yes, I know, but you're not applying it. And so how do we dig it up? How do we really build something? You know, it's easy to say, yeah, dig it up. So you really don't get a shovel and you're like, you know, let me dig up my foundation. How you dig it up is you got to do something completely different than what you did before. How you dig it up, you got to do something that you weren't doing before because you built that foundation based on what you were doing. And if that's no longer working, how do you dig it up? Say, I got to pivot. I got to pivot. Say it a little louder. I got to pivot. So you can write on your notes, it's time to pivot. It's time to pivot. And so this is how we dig up this foundation. This is how we continue to build. We're just building on the messages that we've been hearing about, building a strong foundation. Pivot means completely change the way in which one does something. Pivot, completely change the way in which one does something. So if you've been using the same ways to build the foundation that you have and it's shaky and it's rocky and it's not working in the storm, hey, guys, we got to pivot. It's time to pivot. It's time to turn and do something completely different. It's time to submerge in what you want to build, not what you have been building. And so we have to pivot. And so let's read about one who who had the opportunity to pivot. Jesus himself was like, hey, this is all you have to do. So we're going to read about a rich young ruler. We're going to turn to Matthew 19, 16 through 22. I'm going to give you quite a bit of word today. We are excited about the word of God. The word is life. It is the thing that brings change, not a motivational speech, not a not an affirmation, but it's the word of God that brings life to our life. And so when we're lacking life, when we're not thriving, how much word are we using? Because that's the thing that brings us to a thriving place. And so you're going to get quite a bit of that today. And so Matthew 19, 16, it says, verse 16, it says, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good, teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What 
do I still lack? I've been to church my whole life. I, I honor my mother and father. I do what's right. I don't steal. I don't miss an event. Lord, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. You know that one message you hear at church, you're like, oh, yeah, everything was good, but that one thing. When the Lord pricks your heart knowing he's been working with you on this thing for a real long time, but you're like, yeah, Lord, but not that. I can't give up that thing. I can't stop doing that. I still want to watch my shows late at night when God's calling you to spend time with him. I still want to do this, but no, Lord. No, Lord. The one thing that the man lacked was a wholehearted allegiance to God. A wholehearted allegiance to Jesus. Jesus gave him this stern test to reveal the fact that he made wealth an idol. And how many of us haven't made the complete change or haven't truly made Jesus or the word of God your firm foundation because you have other idols in your life? Because you have other things that we praise and we worship and, and we really give honor to you other than the word of God. What things in our life is really final authority? Is it what the word says or is it what your friend says? Is it what culture says? Is it what TikTok is saying? Is it what your mama says? Thank God for our mamas, but if it's not according to the word of God, we need to build a strong foundation. I'm coming to church. I'm reading my word. I'm trying to build this strong foundation, but the winds keep blowing me over. What am I still lacking? I'm lacking a choice to pivot. I'm lacking a choice in an area of your life, a choice to pivot, to do something completely different. To do something completely different than what you're doing. And sometimes that completely different is not always an extravagant thing. It's just more of the right thing. It's more, you have so much wor world. You, even if you spend 20 minutes with Jesus every single day, which most Christians don't even do, even if you spend 20 minutes, you're in the world. You're in the world. How many hours in a day? 23 hours of the day. If you have spent 20 minutes, nothing you can do is going to build a strong foundation on that. So expect the winds to blow you over. Expect things to come in your life and you still don't know how to use the word. That sometimes is the pivot. It's more of Jesus. Not that you're not reading your word. Not that we're not praying. Not that we're not spending time with God. But we need more of him. You spend more time. When, we, when, when somebody's building a, a, a hotel or construction, they spend more time on the foundation. 
foundation of a thing, then even what you see it come up, it can be years before you even know it's a hotel. You're like, they've been building the, the 15. What are they building? Who knows? We don't even know. We just know that it's traffic going down the hill because the foundation is the most important part. They got to get those pipes right. They got to get those lines right. You got to spend time in the word of God. That is how we pivot. That is how we build a foundation that is strong. And so God is calling us to have single-hearted devotion to God. Single-hearted devotion to God. If we ask ourselves, Lord, what, what do I put before you? And I know for me, lots of times, it's just been sleep. That's been my biggest enemy for years. But I'm telling you, I have authority over sleep, and it no longer controls or dictates my relationship with God. Because I get up in the morning while it is yet still night to spend time with the Father. So whenever you do that... But a lot of times we're thinking about all these grand things, but what truly has your devotion to Jesus? What's stealing your time to build this firm foundation we've been talking about for weeks? What place in your life do you need to pivot? What place in your life do you need to make a complete change to do something different than what you do what you have been doing in Luke 10, 27. He says, so he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes we love the Lord with our heart, but not our soul. Sometimes we love the Lord emotionally, but he hasn't gotten down into our heart. Sometimes we haven't used the word as our strength. So when we're down and out, when we don't know what to do, we're going to somebody else. But God, I love you with all of my strength. Your word is my strength in the storm. Your word gets me through each and everything in the storm. That's how I love God in my heart, in my soul. My emotions is not moved by what I think, what I feel, what's going on. But when the word comes forth, my soul gets happy in the things of God. When it's time to worship, my soul gets happy. It's not about how I feel on Sunday morning. It's not about who's singing the song. God, I love you because I love you with all of my heart. I love you with all of my soul. And I love you with all of my strength. When your foundation is built in the word of God, you can do that. When you've made that pivot, God is calling us to pivot, completely change how one does something. And this is that kind of message where you examine yourself. You don't sit and think about your husband, your wife, your kids, your neighbor next door, your best friend. God, what are you, what are you calling for me? Where's that place in my life that I need to make that complete change? And so we had the rich young ruler where he was like, hey, this is a great message, Lord. I've asked you. You said we've talked about this for five weeks. And I'm like, Lord, what do I do now? And God tells you. Whatever that thing is, and you're like, yeah, Lord, thanks for telling me, but I'm good. I'm good. Never to be heard about again. Now he gets preached in this way. You know, now we use him as an example. 
He could have been used in his example in other ways, but because we're like, Lord, hey, I want to do it my way. I'm not really willing. And nothing wrong with the rich young ruler. Nothing wrong with that. He said, I've been doing these things from my youth. But God said, there's a, there's a, there's a greater step. And not saying that God wants us to give up everything. He just, he's always about our heart. Where's our heart posture? Where's our heart at? And so then there was another guy. This guy, like I said, he was, he was rough. He was rough around the edges. He was rough. He, he wasn't for these Christians. He wasn't for what God was trying to do. And so this guy, his original name, he went by was Saul. Saul was well-educated. He was a leader, but he didn't like Christians. He didn't like what God was doing in these disciples. The disciples was going all over, and Saul was like, yeah, no, we ain't having this. And so because Saul went hard, the Bible says be hot or cold, Saul was cold. He was going hard, and he was a leader, and he was bringing everybody with him. Acts 8 and 3, it says, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. So imagine somebody in 2023 just making havoc, just, you know, of the church, of everything that's going on, just like, no, nah, I'm not for this. We about to, we about to take them all down. And so Saul made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging them off, men and women, men and women committing them to prison. So you knew he had some form of leadership. He could do these things. He had authority to do these things, to go into your house and say, oh, no, this is not how you're doing it. Let's go. You're going to prison. People are running from him. So you already know he was a boss, too, in his own way. So Paul was out there. Paul hated Christians. He was there. He was going around finding them, killing them, putting them into prison. Stephen, one of the martyrs, he was there when Stephen was stoned to, stoned to death. He was just like, yeah, go ahead. Everybody just throwing rocks at the man who loves Jesus. If you read about Stephen, it's so sweet. He looks up to heaven, and he says, Lord. Like, he sees Jesus. It's a whole moment, and Paul just standing there like, yeah. Y'all go right ahead. Y'all kill the brother. Until Jesus met him one day. And he said, it's time to pivot. Until Jesus met him on the road of Damascus. And he says, why are you persecuting me? It's time to pivot, Paul. It's time to make a change. It's time you have a choice right now to say, hey, I'm going to turn and do something completely different. And so Paul had the same opportunity as the rich young ruler. We're going to read it right here in Acts 9. I'm going to read Acts 9, 3 through 9. I'm going to tell you a little bit. Paul was, Paul was, he was done with where he was in Tarsus, pulling people, taking him to jail, taking Christians to jail. And then he got papers to the high priest and said, hey, can I go over here to the town next door, I'm paraphrasing, and get more Christians? Now I'm going to the next town to make havoc. Now I'm going over here to get more, to put more in prison. So he was being known all over the city now. And Christians were hiding from this man. And so Paul was on his journey to put more Christians in jail. Paul was on the road.
wanting more Christians. You're on the road doing whatever you're doing, and God's saying right where you are. You could be on the road to this, on the road to that. on the. You know the road that you're on. But God said, hey, it's not too late. It's not too late. I can meet you on the road to Damascus. I can reach you on the road to where the enemy meant for evil. I'm going to meet you right here. And today you have a choice to pivot. As he journeyed, verse 3, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither ate or drank. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? On the road, he heard Jesus on the road to his mask that he thought was right. He heard Jesus. Some of us, we hear that still small voice. We hear the Holy Spirit. We know what God is calling us to do. We know what is right. But do we say, Lord, even though I'm on my way to do what's wrong, even though I'm on my way, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, Lord? And so just finishing this chapter, the next couple verses, there was a disciple named Ananias. And um, Jesus had to show him in a vision to go uh, to Paul. Ananias was like, oh, wait a minute. Um, I know this man. (laughs) This man is known all over the world, all over the city. And he kills Christians, Lord, me. Me meet him? He can put me in prison. Paraphrasing. God spoke and said, meet, go meet Saul. And he was like, God, um, I heard about it. He don't like Christians. But Ananias was um, chosen. He said, okay, Lord, I'll go do that. And so pick up in verse 15. He said, but, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him many things and how he must suffer. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, laying hands on him. And he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you come, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples. Verse 20, immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, and he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not 
he who destroyed those who called his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he may bring them down to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dealt in Damascus, provoking this Jesus is the Christ. I'm going to give you just a couple points. I got a couple more minutes left. Some of us that God is speaking to, some of doing this or they're living like this or they're going here and they're going there. Lord, how am I supposed to be the vessel? But God said, I has chosen them for such a time as this. I have chosen them for the Gentiles. I have chosen them for this generation. I need you to be an Ananias in their life. I need you to go meet them where they are because they're blind. They can't see. They have made the choice to pivot to say, hey, God, what do you want me to do? They need an Ananias to come and meet them so now they can see. As believers, as mature believers, it's time for us to be God. Use us. Who is, who is the Saul in my life? Who is the person that I need to, Lord, they're blind, but they've made a decision to pivot. Lord, they can't see, but they've made a decision to pivot. Lord, they, they, they were, this is who they were known for. I look at their Instagram and, oh, Jesus, that Instagram is not looking like it needs to look. But, Lord, I'm going to go. I'm going to go because that person is chosen. There's a plan and a purpose, purpose for their life, and they need you. They need you to say yes to Jesus. They need you to be the example. They need you to pray for them, to disciple them, to teach them the word of God. They need us, church. We'd be so quick, oh, they can't do this and they can't do that. They used to do this. They need you to help them develop in the things of God. And then if you're that person that Ananias comes to, Saul, Saul spent some days, some times, and really it was some, some years that he really began to his trueness of, of, of ministry. He spent time with the disciples. He spent time with Ananias. Sometimes we're like, yes, I got a word. I'm going to pivot, make a change. I'm going to talk to whoever on Sunday morning, and you got it. And that's why you fall. That's why we fall again, again, again. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. And so we don't got it. We need help from the disciples. We need to spend time with the disciples. We need to be discipled in the word of God. We don't got it, guys. And then it says Saul increased all the more in strength. As you are being discipled, as you are being um, emerged in the word, we begin to grow stronger. We begin to use our testimony. And so there was years that Paul was all over. Even the disciples didn't even want to bring Paul in. They was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's saying he's preaching the word, but we still can't trust him. It takes time. We have to be willing to help develop and strengthen and increase in the word of God. And so as we build this foundation, as we pivot and do something completely different, I'm going to give you five points. It says to pivot, number one, 
It will always be hard, but not impossible. To pivot, it will always be hard, but not impossible. At some point in our life, God has, has especially if you, if you know Jesus, if you're spirit-filled, if you, if you know God, he has pricked all of our hearts in places in our lives that we know, hey, I need to make a change right here. Hey, I need to do this a little bit different. Hey, this part in my life is taking me away from Jesus. And maybe it's big, maybe it's small, whatever that thing is. But if we're going to build a firm foundation, especially believers that have been in church for a long time, there's time for us to emerge even more. If you come to Victory Christian Center, we believe in levels. So it's always another level. But we wonder why our foundation is not being strong enough to get us through the new journey, the new struggles. It's because we don't have enough of him. It worked for you in the beginning. What you did worked when you first got saved, when you first start coming to church. But hey, now in this season, you need a little more Jesus. You need a little more word. You need a little more worship. You need a little more praying in the Holy Spirit, which builds your spirit man up. In this season, and then in this season, I'm an Ananias. So I need a little more word. I need a little more Jesus. I need a little more worship. And so you got to build that up. That's what builds that foundation. You begin to put layers upon layers upon layers of the word of God into your life. But when we're here and now we're the Ananias to help somebody, your foundation is not strong enough that you had when you first started. But if we're not building it as we journey through this Christian walk, we'll fall. We won't be strong enough to help the Saul, who will eventually be the Paul. And so it's hard, but it's not impossible. Matthew 19, 26, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's Jesus. It is his strength that gives you the strength to pivot. And then you build yourself. You become discipled. You allow somebody to pour into you to help build you in this area. We know Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things through Christ. Through Christ. Not your own strength. Not your own will. Not your own emotions. It's through Christ. The more word I get in me, the stronger I get to fight that battle. The more word I get in me, the stronger I get to pivot in this situation. It's the word of God that strengthens you. Not your will, not your mind, not your emotions. Number two, when you ask the question, be ready to obey. When you ask the question, be ready to obey. Some of us stay asking God, God, what do I do? Where are the pause? Lord, what do I do? What now? But we obey nothing yet. We, Lord, Lord, we worship it, Lord, Lord. 
But we ain't obeying nothing yet. And sometimes it's the small practical things that put cracks in our foundation. It's the practical things like discipline, like consistency, like obedience that begin to crack our foundation. And we find ourselves, Lord, what do you need me to do? I just need you to be disciplined. I just need you to be consistent. I just need you to tweak and adjust. I need you to do a little less of this and a little more of this. When you ask the question, be ready to obey. Both men asked, both men asked, what do you want me to do? Both men, what do you want me to do? One did nothing and the other obeyed. It's in our obedience in the pivot. Lord, what do you want me to do? Oh, man, I remember being a teenager hearing a message like this, and the Lord knew it was that boy that I didn't need to be with. It was that one boy that I didn't need to be with that would take my attention. And it would be this kind of message, and the Lord just go, oh, Jesus. And you sit there like, no, I don't want to break up with him because I like him. Ooh, and you struggle for years. <laughs> And you finally obey Jesus and thank God for his grace and his mercy. But there's things that we don't have to go through if we just obey. If we pivot, and I'm telling you, obeying God, God will take care of everything that you need, every dream, every desire. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Oh, Jesus, he loves you. He will take care of you. And so in our obedience, there's ways, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so when we're sitting here and we're like, Lord, I can't give up that man. I can't give up that job. I can't give up that culture. I can't give up whatever that thing may be. If that's what God is telling you, I'm telling you, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. Saul was known all over the community. But now Paul, who God changed, who he began to be known as as Paul, now Paul is known all over the world for generations to come. That's exciting. Not only thousands of years ago, we're still talking about Paul because he pivoted, because he made a choice, because he obeyed. He's helping people all over the world. Half of this Bible, Paul wrote. He said, I make a decision to obey God. I make a decision. God didn't make him miss out on nothing. Now, am I saying, is it going to be easy? No, because all your other friends, this is my, this is my story, all your other friends going to have all the boyfriends, is going to have all the Instagram posts, and they're going to be real cute, and you're going to be sitting there single. But I'm telling you, Paul was in the prison. Paul was in the prison. He was. You will. There's going to be seasons where you will. But I'm telling you, God knows the end and the beginning. And, baby, I'm smiling now. I'm rejoicing now. God is good. He ain't going to make you miss out on nothing. It's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. With God, all things are possible for him that believes. And so when you ask the question, be ready to obey. Number three, don't allow shame to paralyze you. Don't allow shame to paralyze you. 
Paul also had the choice to say, hey, this is my past. I can't go into that church. I can't talk to those disciples. I can't preach God's word because three days ago, I was killing them. Three days ago, I was doing this, that, and the other. Don't allow shame to paralyze you. Paul made the choice to pivot, and he also made the choice to say, there is now no condemnation for him that is in Christ Jesus. He began to say, I am forgiven. I am redeemed. From this moment on, I choose Jesus. And who cares what the past says? Who cares what the friends say? Who cares that three, year, three days ago my Instagram post looked like this, but today I'm giving God the glory? Who cares? Don't allow shame to paralyze you. You are forgiven. You are made new. Who cares what you did last night? But today you pivot. You do something completely different. Old things have been passed away and all things have become new. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Shame will stop the purpose of God in your life every single time. Walking in condemnation. When we're walking that, that verse, I don't got time, but it's talking about, hey, when you are trying to live for God, when you are doing what's right, don't have condemnation for the things that you've already be, been forgiven for. Walk in that. Don't allow your past to stop the purpose that God has in your life. And be okay with walking. And being recognized in your new name. Paul said, hey, I used to go by Saul. But guess what? It, it, this is verse uh, chapter 9, but in about verse 13, I'm not sure how, many, how much time was spent. But there was some time that went by. And then somebody said, hey, Paul. And then from there, Paul just became known as Paul. Don't be ashamed. Let God, let other people will see. Hey, uh, Momo. People used to call me Momo. You used to be known by Momo, but when God calls you Minister Monique, walk in it. When God calls you Minister Monique, be proud of it. When God calls you Minister Monique, that is who God called you to be. And walk in the authority of Minister Monique. Hey, you used to know me as Momo, and hey, that's great, but Minister Monique is who God's called me for in this season. When God had you, you used to know me as Saul, but
last two. Spend time with the right people. This one's always important. We've been preaching this for youth ministry and every ministry. Spend time with the right people. And no people is not the right people. Sometimes as we get older, we're like, you know, I don't have no friends. I don't spend time with nobody. That's still not the right people. Because God didn't call us to isolate ourselves. God called us to be discipled. God called us to have a community of people that love God and it is pointing us towards God. If you didn't need nobody, Jesus wouldn't have went to go get 12 people, 12. And in 2023, we'd be like, oh, that's way too many people. I can't have that many friends. Jesus had 12. Then he had three that was right here up close. If Jesus needed that, then why do we think we don't? When you pivot to do something completely different, you need the right people in your life. And those people ain't always going to tell you what you need to hear, what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. So get on a fence, just get on out. Because you will fall back to where you used to be if you're going to get offended when the people point you to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, it says, don't be fooled. Bad friends ruin good habits. No friends ruin good habits. You need accountability in your life, Pastor. talked about it. We need extreme accountability. And we said some people need it. No, we all need it. In areas of our life, all of us, at some, in, in certain areas, we need extreme accountability. We can't do it by ourselves. The Bible says that two are better than one. Proverbs 13, 20, it says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. And the message, it says, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. If your foundation is weak, if your foundation ain't, is rocky still, Who you hanging out with or who you not hanging out with. Number five, spend time with the foundation builder. Spend time with the foundation builder. When we make a choice to pivot, to do something completely different, we need Jesus. It's not our own mind. It's not our own strength. It's not a good thing to post or talk about to a friend. We need Jesus. He is the living bread. He is the living water. Seek ye first, and all of these things shall be added. We need time with Jesus. We need time to emerge ourselves in the word of God. If you don't know a Christian song, guys, I'm telling you, we're listening to stuff that's not helping us build our relationship with Jesus. Y'all got it great in 2023. In 19, whatever, 
them Christian music, uh-uh, it's not a vibe, okay? You was like, no, you know, Carmen, try. And, and you know, Bible, the Bible man, you know, y'all got it. Y'all got a whole Spotify full of things, of music that will begin to uplift you, that will begin to encourage you, that would build your spirit man up. We got these earbuds in. What are we listening to? What are we reading? We got believers in the body of Christ who have Instagram profiles that are out of this world. You can follow people that will encourage you. You can follow people that share the word on their timelines. You can follow people who that the word is what you see when you scroll for 20 hours a day. You can follow churches. You can follow people. We didn't have it like that. Then you got YouTube. Then you got version. There's so many avenues to build a strong foundation. To emerge yourself in the word of God. It's time for believers to be believers again. It's time for believers to live the word, to talk the word, to trust the word, to believe it, to walk in it. It's time for believers to be the light of the world. When you're weak, baby, I'm strong because I got Jesus. When you're stressed out, I have peace because I have a sound mind. When you walk in anxiety, I will not worry for tomorrow because Jesus supplies all of my needs. When you don't know what to do, my God shall supply all of my needs. When the devourer is trying to get in your house, the devourer is rebuked because I'm a tither and I'm a giver. The windows of heaven is open in my life. It's time for believers to not just say it, but believe it because the foundation is in the word of God. And that won't happen with 20 minutes a day. It's time to submerge. It's time to pivot and do something completely different. And so I just want you to take a minute to close your eyes. And we're just going to take a couple of minutes to examine yourself. Lord, where is the area or areas in my life that I need to pivot? I need to do something completely different. I need to change. I need more or I need less. Lord, personally, is my foundation really that strong? Or was it strong? Because when I first got saved or when I first got to this level, I was submerged. I was reading and listening to the word and praying in the Holy Spirit and surrounding myself with the right people. And in some kind of way, little by little, I just stopped doing it as much. I thought I was good. If you have areas and and God's showing you areas, write them down. Because it's easy to think about it right now. But when you get out of here, will you remember? 
God is calling us to do something completely different, to pivot. Well, today, will you be the rich young ruler? Will it just be an emotional high? We say, oh, that's all great and dandy. But will you go away with your head held up? Because you have great possessions. Because you find your love in that thing, in that TV show, in that toxic friend. in idle time, in that depression? Or will you be like Paul and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And obey. Paul had no clue where he was going from that moment. He just knew he was going to obey. generations upon generations upon generations. Foundations was built on the teachings that Paul had. So if you're here today and there's a place in your life that you're like, Lord, I'm committed. I'm, I'm ready to pivot. I'm ready to do something different. I want you to just lift your hand. I want you to just lift your hand all over this room if that's you and you're saying, Lord, that's me. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. And not only just me, but God sees your hand. This is your commitment to Jesus. This is your commitment saying, Lord, I'm ready. Father God, we thank you for these hands. We thank you, Father God, for those that today has made a decision. I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to obey you. Lord, strengthen them in their inner man, Father God, that this will be the decision day. That this will be the day, God, that they run after you. That those old things will no longer have control over their life. And that they will say yes to your will. Yes to your way. And yes to whatever you want for them, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, if you've never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, and I'm not saying if you never came to church, you may have come to church many times, but that doesn't make you saved. It's making a decision to say, hey, Jesus, you will be my Lord. You will be my Savior. I may not know what the rest of this looks like, but I'm ready to say, Jesus, I want to be your child. You hear it all the time. It's, it'll be the best decision of your life. Yes, it will. 
But it doesn't mean that tomorrow life will get easy and everything will be rosy. But it will mean that you will have somebody who you can rely on. That you will have a Savior that when things are hard, that you got someone to trust in that's bigger and greater than you. That's what it means when you say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. So if you're in here today and you want to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, I just want you to raise your hand. I just want you to raise your hand right where you are and say, I'm ready to make Jesus my Savior, my Redeemer, my Lord. I'm ready to commit my life to him. If you've never done that before, maybe you have done that and you want to rededicate your life, meaning saying, hey, I don't know if there's one area, but maybe it's, I feel like, Lord, it's my whole life. My whole life, I just want to pivot and, and, and turn around. And you want to rededicate it. You want to say, today, today, God, I'm committing my life back to you. So either you want to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior for the very first time. You've never done it. You've never said it. You've never made that commitment. Or two, you want to say, hey, I've made Jesus my Lord and Savior. I'm not sure how long ago, but my life really hasn't looked the way that I want it to look. But I'm ready to say, hey, I want to do it different. I'm ready to serve God again. And you want to rededicate your life. If one of those two things saying that's touching your heart right now and you're just like, oh, I feel it. I want you to just raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Well, if you're watching online and that was you, and there's a number that'll be on the screen, and you can text that number saying, I did it, and there will be somebody who will, be, who will respond to you to give you some scriptures to love on you, to pray with you, and to start that journey with you. So if that's you, text that number right now. Don't hesitate to do that because God is calling you. And that's where it all begins, right there in that moment. Hallelujah. Well, church, let's give God a clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. The word is good. It's living to our soul. Hallelujah. Well, it is back to church Sunday, and so if you happen to be here this Sunday, um, it's important to us because our kids are getting ready to go back to school. And so we pray for them. We lay hands on them, and we declare that this will be the best school year for them, any educators, any parents. And so we're going to have them come on up to the front, and we're just going to transition if you just give us a couple of more minutes. The Bible says, let the little children come unto me. And so we are doing that, and we just thank you. And we're praying for those who aren't, who aren't here today, getting in agreement with them. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. While they're all lining up, was that some good word? Come on. Let's, let's guide them all the way on down. There we go. 
And then parents, if you're a parent or a guardian of these children, come stand by them. This is very, 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 very important. But while they are lining up, was that some good work? I'm going to say that again. While they're lining up, was that some good work? Now, I remember during COVID, do you guys know what the word binging means? What does that mean? Do something over and over and over and over and over. And I heard during COVID, people were binging shows. You know, they watched, y'all ever heard of Gilligan's Island? Gilligan's Island was on for years. Some people watched every episode again. That was excellent word. Life-changing word. But if you don't binge on it, to say, to leave, and I remember sharing people with people some time ago, don't tell me it's a good word. You know, at the door, I'll shake hands. People, oh, that was a good word. Don't tell me that. Show me that. In other words, you got to listen to it more than once. So you got to get that deep down in your soul. You got to get that deep down in your spirit, man. It's so crucial. Do you guys realize how important that is? If you don't get it in there, it's just something you hurt. The earth, the world is designed so that you'll forget. And then you'll have to, you'll need another one of them again. Amen. Now we're going to pray for, for our, can we cut the lights on? I, I want to see their eyes because I'm going to speak into their, into them. There's greatness standing before us. We don't get it. There's greatness standing before us. There's destiny standing before us. There are lives and families standing before us. We do this not just to waste time, not because it's cute. We believe in prayer. We know prayer works. We believe in sowing into lives. We believe in building lives. And the only way we do it is through the word of God. And we know that when we pray and we stand on the promises of God, watch every word I'm saying. When we pray and we stand on the word of God, and we walk this word out in our daily lives, we see the manifestation of that word happen in our lives. These children are all great. They're all winners. They're all successful. Some of y'all ain't get it. And that's okay. And some of you out there, maybe your kids aren't up here or something, but you need to grab a hold of this too because there's greatness in this room. Every one of us in here have the ability to be very successful no matter where you are today. We, we believe in speaking the word of God. How did the earth come into existence? God spoke it. What he wanted, he spoke. And it came to pass. Parents, what do you want for your children? What do you want? You want success. You want them to be, to be uh, confident. You want them to be leaders. You want them to walk in, in everything that they can. Sew into them. Buying them a new pair of shoes and all that stuff. Kids won't like this part. But buying them a new pair of shoes and, and the most modern fashion, that's not sewing into them. But what you speak over them every single day, what you say about them when they cutting up and acting a fool, Is most important. We, we teach here that we walk by. Not by sight. 
Some of you are walking, well, let me say it this way. Some of you are trusting God for your kids right now. You at your last point. If this boy, if this girl, so change that by speaking God's word over them and calling them what you want them to be. Calling them what God made them to be. Calling those things that be not as though they were. If you are not a practicing believer parent, your children won't have much hope. I'm going to say that because y'all didn't get it. If you are not a practicing believer parent, I'm going to add some more stuff to what I just said. You are going to worry. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to come to your last wit's end. When you have the power to speak life and declare victory, declare destiny, declare winners, declare champions, speak into them so they'll start believing that. Don't call them what you see. Don't call them lazy. Don't call them. If you would just try harder, start speaking into them. Say, you are, you are an overachiever. I could go on and on what you can call them, and we're going to give you some declarations over them. Here's the key. This will be a waste of time for you, and everyone's going to be passing these out. Everyone's going to get one of these. I spoke to someone maybe a couple weeks ago. Their, their son just graduated from high school. When they came to our church, their son was probably, how old was Diego? Two? Two? Diego was two years old. He was six. Because Jonah was born here. So he was five or six. And, um, and they won't mind me sharing this. Diego was having some issues. He was that child. You know, when, when your child is, every teacher know your child's name. Everybody know your child. Now, sometimes everybody don't know you, but you're still that child. You just want a quiet, quite a quiet part of that. Well, anyway, we begin to do this. So we've been doing this for a long time. And every day, I know uh, Minister Don, he would text me and say, man, I'm making my declarations. Sometimes he would have tears. I'm making my declarations. My son is a winner. My son is smart. My son is an overachiever. Well, he's graduated from high school now. He's done well and, and will still do well. But my point of it is, is that he worked that word. Your children, if any of them are struggling, don't have to continue to struggle if you'll sow the right things into them and be consistent every day, every time they get in that car. Let's do our declarations. Now, we have two here. We have one for parents. This is something that you do when your kids aren't always around. And this is the other one is for kids is that you teach them to do. If you're not willing to work with them, parenting it's spelled effort. Parenting is spelled W-O-R-K. And if you aren't willing to put in the work, don't expect great things. Don't expect great things. It takes work. But see, here's a great thing that you guys have. You have a church family that's willing to work with you. You have deviate leaders, uh, Ambassador Carrico and, and Terrence. And we got other men who went, we know who, you know, are willing to help. 
receive the help first and foremost because we, we can't do it by ourselves. But commit today. This might be one of your pivots that you need to do. I'm going to stop shouting and yelling at my child and start sowing into my child. I was one of them kids. I spent more time in the principal's office than I did in the classroom. I wasn't a bad kid. I just had some issues. <laughs> some of y'all, you know, always say the difference between a bad person and a good person sometimes is that the good person just ain't been caught. Huh? So I'm not going to read them all, but here's just a few. Imagine saying this over your children every day, and then we're going we're gonna to speak into you. You know, when somebody speaks into you, when they declare destiny, what we want to help you guys learn to do is think that way. I am. That's why we say, we, we say every Sunday, I am what the Bible says I am. I've never heard the Bible call me stupid. I've never heard the Bible call me unsuccessful. I never heard the Bible call me a loser. I've never heard the Bible tell me I'm stressed. Told me I'm fearlessly and wonderfully made. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That everything I put my hands to will do what? So parents, if that part be true, you stop letting your kids quit everything they don't like. Sometimes success and, and prospering takes a few moments. Might, takes a, might take a few years. But if you let them start quitting everything because they don't like the teacher and they don't like this and they don't like that. Mm -mm. Start putting no more quit in us. Winners never. Y'all ever heard that before? Winners never. And quitters never. What are you raising up? What are you raising up? What are you raising up? Is that true? So if you sow life into them and you speak life over them, you declare who they are, what they have, what they can do according to the word of God and back it up. In our, in our household growing up, we had a saying, I think his name was Edgar Bespe. Edgar Guess, and it's a poem. Is it a poem or a saying about camp? I don't remember the whole thing. They used to have to quote it all. Um, I'm sure they can probably still do it. They had to do it before they graduated. Is that right? But he starts off saying, can't is the worst word written or spoken. There's no can't. Guys, you, you, your children up here, your young men, you can do all things through Christ. You will do all things through Christ. I started to say this when I first came up when Minister Monique was talking about pivoting. I, I, I wanted to tell everybody, don't say I'm getting ready to pivot. Say I'm pivoting. Because we live in a getting ready age. Everybody getting ready. When are we going to just do it? Huh? Say it, I'm pivoting right now. See, as a parent, this is an opportunity for you to pivot. And, and, and Ms. Monique talked about, was it shame you said? Don't let your children shame you. They may come up and say, well, well, well you never called me that before. That's okay. I'm calling you that now. And I'm repenting. Some of us need to look at our children and say, I'm sorry. I didn't call you a winner, but you are a winner. 
I didn't call you good, but you are good. When they're cutting up, don't call them and say, you're bad. No, your actions are, you're good. And watch the results. This thing will begin to grow. Come on. You'll begin to see change. Are you with me? And, and, and last thing, and I'm going to share just one or two of these. You might, we have some good students. When I say good, that means your grades are good. But don't be fooled by good grades. There's a lot of smart, dumb people. And we, we think smart is because you got a grade, a letter. Our children have common sense. And they're led by the Spirit of God. They know who and whose they are. So therefore, they're confident in themselves. Because you can have straight A's and still follow everybody the wrong way, wrong way. Our children are leaders, not followers. What is your son? What is your daughter? A leader, not a follower. And no doctors dictate if they, if they got A, D, D, B, C, W, H, Y, and all that other stuff. Y'all know what I'm saying? You determine. What did God say concerning them? I'd have been on every, every pill there was if that stuff was out when I grew up. If my parents would have fell to that. And some of you are letting them tell you when you speak to that thing. So we're going to speak into you. I'm speaking into you right now. I just called you guys winners. Say I'm a winner. Say it, say it. Say it. Let me hear you say it. Say it again. I, now I heard you loud all weekend, man. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you? Y'all, y'all kind of whispering. Now, now you're going to be what this year? So you got the rep. What are you? I am a winner. One more time. I am a winner. Thank you. What are you? Wait a minute. I just heard winner. <laughs> Say I'm a winner. Say I'm a winner. We don't have to cheer that because that's just how we roll. And we tell them every day, we remind them every day, you're a winner. And you know what you're going to hear, I I believe, throughout this year? One of them is going to say, or all of them might look at you one day, I'm a winner, mom. I'm a winner, dad. They're going to start reminding themselves and reminding you, I'm a winner. Why are you going to make the team? Because I'm a winner. Why are you going to get good grades? Because I'm a winner. Why are you going to get through whatever issue is that you're dealing with this year? Because I'm a winner. Now let me finish with this. Who made you a winner? Who? Who? Through? Through Jesus. Let's make sure we get these answers right because that's your foundation. If you don't have the answer, you don't have the foundation, you'll be stumbled. But I'm a winner. You know, I found it on YouTube or something. No, I'm a winner. I'm a winner because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ set me free. He redeemed me from the curse of the law. He made me. Greater is that's in me than he that's in the world. Parents, speak 
this stuff over your children. Stop calling what you see. Now this take, remember I was telling you about Diego. So if he did it at five, all the way up until he's 18, somebody can do the math real quick. That's every day, especially throughout the school year, doing it all the time. Do you think he got tired doing it, him and his wife, Teresa? I'm sure they did, but they saw the results. And when they didn't see the result, they walked by, not by, because it works. So just repeat this one with me if you guys would. This is parents, okay? This school year, I will help my child be successful. Children are never late because they don't drive. So if on their record they have all these tardies, it's mama and daddy's fault. I don't care how much. Anyway, I'm not going (laughs) to preach that. Listen to this one. Or say this with me. I will help my child child study study. and the Lord Lord will help them them retain retain what they learn. That means you can't say go in there and do your homework. Did you get your homework done? (laughs) (laughs) Just think how much smarter we'd be as parents. Some you need to work on some of them skills too. You don't forgot anyway. All right, students, you guys say this with me. This year will be the most. I need some noise over here, fellas. This school year, there we go, will be the most successful and fun school year ever. When things are hard, I will try harder. Man, saying that every day. See, faith doesn't mean you, you always get it, but you keep doing it till faith rises up. Faith that you can't, nothing can rise up that's not in there. It may take almost half the school year before this thing begins to kick in. But that's why God's given us the ability to have endurance for the race. Hmm? Let me give the, the, the young ones one more last one. Children, students, say this with me. I will pray, I will pray over, my over my school and all schools, and all schools for, God's for God's protection against all those who mean harm to anyone. Now, you guys know, and we've been having a lot of shootings in school, a lot of different things. And so here's one thing you children have to learn. It's not just about you. It's about others. And if you can learn from young not to just pray for you, but pray for others, it'll change things around you. And we believe it's not just, we don't want to just pray and we're not doing this. Just praying for our kids' school. We're praying for all schools. 
And because you have wisdom and the mind of Christ and we, we're going to declare the blood of Jesus, we won't have to be concerned. Parents, you won't have to be worried. I wonder what's going to happen with my kid. No, we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, we acknowledge him. Because I don't care how much training they do for this, that, and the other. Man, it's God who's going to do it in the end. It's God who's going to do it in the end. Are y'all with me? So let me just say this. Hey, babe, come on up, sweetie. Miss Monique, we're gonna, I want us to just, we're going to speak into them real quick. There's destiny up here. You guys mind if we just take, we're not going to take too much longer. But I just want to speak into them. Now, when I speak into you, when they speak into you, we're going to declare you great. We're going to declare that the power of God will be allowed to rise up on the inside of you. That you have the mind of Christ and therefore you can retain, you can learn. No matter how hard it is, you have the capacity and the ability to do what needs to be done to have a successful school year. We're, we're putting that in you. This might sound a little gross, but have, have anybody ever threw up? Normally, what comes out is what was in. We're going to help you learn how to throw up right. Because y'all going to say a lot of things throughout the school year. But we're going to eventually get you to throw this up. When the teacher says, you know, I've had teachers tell me, you're never going to amount to being a teacher. So if we have any educators here, don't you be one of those. You speak life into, into children, no matter what it looks like. Anyone who has anything to do with you for whatever, stop telling them what you see. Tell them what they can be. All of you can be very successful. Very successful. All of you can, and, and, and here's something that I know these young boys heard. Your past does not determine your future. Just because you don't have, and, and this is what two or three speakers shared. You may not have the dad you want. You may not have uh, the, the finances or whatever you want. Those are no excuse for you not succeeding. Success starts from what's being put on the inside of you and then you pivoting from where you are and making a decision and moving forward. My past is my past. I could share it with you or not. You could believe it or not, hate me or not. It doesn't make any difference because I'm not there anymore. So I don't want and we don't want and what you can't do is live in the past. Well, if I had a dad, if I had... No, no, you have the dad of all dads, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, our Father God, and you have the Word of God on the inside of you. Those are things that may hurt. They may have been uh, issues, but we have to move on and succeed with what's available for us to succeed with. And we have a lot available to us. So no excuses. Say no excuses. We have a saying here. He who makes. Let's say that again. He who makes. Would you like me to come up to you and say, hey, Mr. Average. 
Now, you wouldn't want to shake my hand, pass out T-shirts. I'm Mr. Average. I'm the most average kid there is. Nobody wearing that T-shirt. So stop making excuses. Excuses, we're going to lay them down right here. All right? So let me do this, and then I want, we're going to lay hands on them. Parents, I just want to sow into you. You're great. All of you are great. Your past, if you've failed, you make, you, you've, you've, you've made major mistakes, minor mistakes. Okay. It's a new year. New year means new beginning, new opportunity to have success, to move forward. Last year is gone. We can't do anything about it. But we can change today. And if you'll use what you have, what do you have? You have a community of people speaking the same thing. And parents, I encourage you to link up and hook up one another and say, hey, did you make your declarations today? And if you forgot, what do you do? Just get back on it. We don't dwell on our mistakes. So what? All right, I'm going to get back on it. Winners never. And when we miss it, we just get back on it. This year, parents, I encourage you to be the great parents that you've been called to be. Each and every one of you. You're a great mom, great dad, great mom, great mom, great dad, great dad, great dad, great mom, great dad, great mom, great mom. What are you? What can you do? I was very convinced by the minister this morning. Was anybody else? You think she believed anything she said? Huh? Do you think your children are going to believe what you're saying if you don't believe what you're saying? And, 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 and guys, I've been preaching a long time. My responsibility as a preacher is to teach the word of God. If I'm there or not. I'm growing just like you're growing. So it's not like you can let the enemy tell you, well, I'm just not. So what? It's the right thing to tell them. Well, that's where that shame thing is. Well, I'm not doing. Start where you are. Sow into them the truth. And let them know, hey, mom and dad, we're working on it too. We'll work on it together. Amen. I never want to stand here, Minister Monique or anyone who would come up here, stand here like we're perfect. None of us are. We're all working on something. It's God who's given us the authority to stand before you. It's God that's giving you the authority to stand before them. So speak it anyway. Amen. I just want to say to all of the children. There's a scripture in the Bible, it's Ephesians 6 and 1. Some of you know that, some of you may not. But it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So it may be well with you, so that you may have long life upon this earth. And so I'm saying that today because you heard what your parents heard today, and parents, you heard what your children heard. Both of you guys were in the same setting. And I encourage you as children, obey your parents. Honor your parents. Be respectful to your parents. Your parents were given to you. They are a gift. And you are their gift. 
as you honor and you respect your parents with your words, with your actions, with your attitude, you will see so much success in your life. Because let me tell you, as a parent, you guys are one of our greatest gifts. And we know that God gave you to us. And we want to be a blessing to you. We want to give you things. We want to bless you with things. But you have to do your part. And that's to be honorable and respectful. So I just encourage you as you move forward into the rest of the year, you watch your words. You watch your body posture. And for my young men in here today in this line, you watch over your mom. You watch over your mommy. You hear me? And if you got a sister, you watch over your sister. And you take care. Amen. You serve God and you love God. And you be honorable and respectful. And you will see what God will do in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You guys are winners. Amen. Don't, don't accept the labels of the world. Parents, don't you allow those labels and you, you give, it, give it power. Amen. Call them what you want. I'm just, I'm just looking at each and every one of them, and I'm seeing, just seeing, uh, you know, how I believe God sees greatness. Leaders, you, every single one of you are a leader. You're an influencer. You're not a follower. You're leaders. Say, I'm a leader, not a follower. Not easily influenced. Come on, you got to say it, man. Say, I'm a leader, not a follower. Not easily influenced. Guys, see, it takes time to to discipline, but you do it in love. Don't get mad and say it a thousand times. It may be that thousandth and one time. We keep doing it, no matter what, no matter how hard it is. You can't be a passive mom and dad and raise champions. You can't be soft. Ain't none of one of them, that's not good English, but ain't none of them going to break with a little pressure. And it's best they get proper pressure than wrong pressure. You ever seen or gone to, uh, what's the guy that crack your bones, uh, chiropractor it just don't seem right I mean you know you think he's gonna kill you or something or break your neck but he knows what he's doing God is giving you the know what you're doing pressure so don't be man Johnny I don't want Johnny no Johnny needs some pressure Susie needs some pressure this is God given pressure Pressure magnifies the person. Pressure magnifies the man, the boy, the girl. Diamonds are always up under. There's diamonds before us. I know you're not afraid of no pressure, huh? Say, I'm not afraid of pressure. We're not afraid of pressure. Our children don't walk in fear. I'm speaking into them, you guys. This is not a, a sermon or anything. This is what has to be done on a regular basis. See, we're taking time. Most of you are saying, Listen, can we get out of here? This is what it takes if you want to raise winners over time. 
Mom and dad, when you get home, this is what I used to do. I'm not saying I was a perfect parent. But I had to drive down the hill, 80, 90 miles one way, drive back. So I feel you. Those of you who make them journey, I feel you. Working, dealing with all the stuff on the job you got to deal with. I'd get home, pull in the driveway, put that baby in park, and take a minute and pray. Because now I'm about to go to work. If you come home and you're tired, which you will be, but this is your, you know, I'm home now. I'm going to let my hair down. I went to work. You didn't go to work. You just went to the place where you got the income so you can come to work. That's that. If you don't get that change, you'll be tired and half the year will go by and you didn't really go to work. Yeah, I know, guys, what you have to do, you have to plan time for you but just time for you to raise them and it's when you're tired that's when the pressure really matters I'm tired today I say Lord I'm tired and Lord will begin to show you ways to still be creative with the little bit you got left after you gave them every ounce of energy you got because if you don't do it guys somebody else out there will do it and it won't be what you want them to get because somebody's working. I think about, you ever think about these scammers? I'm like, couldn't you do something else to spend all your time scamming people? But there's people out there spending all their time trying to figure out how to make these young boys girls, how to make these girls boys, and all kind of other crazy stuff. They're spending hours and hours of time. That's why we got to take time to show them who and whose they are in Christ Jesus and speak even when we're tired. Don't give them, and, and, and you might work for a good place or a bad place, whatever. Don't give them all of you. You give them 100%, but you give them all of you. Because how many of you will be honest? You go to work tired. Sometimes you don't want to be there. But where are you for eight hours? There. You got to have that same attitude. See, what's, 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 what happens here is now this is your time. What you going to do with your time? Sow it into them. It's, are they worth it? I see value here. Don't let the enemy ever blind you from the valuable, understand what I'm saying, the valuable thing, persons that you have. And anything, any person who takes care of things that are good, they last. And they're built strong. Amen. Praise God. Ready, Jay? This is your year. Uh, I've had the opportunity to spend some time with some of these boys, um, and I'm just amazed. I said, man, there's greatness in there. Amari, he's quiet, but when he talks, man, he got something to say. Make sure you listen. Practice listening. You know, sometimes quiet people just need somebody to listen. And, and parents, you just can't talk at them. Just talk at them. Talk to them. Hear what's going on. And, and you ask God, God, show me the deepness of where they're coming from. Because if everything's done out of anger and, and, and this situation and that situation, we're never seeing any deeper than the surface. Then we don't see the greatness that's in them. Now they got to get up and they got to grow up and go to school and waste all this money and still don't even figure out what they want to be. Start calling them what they are now. And if they want to be a circus clown, then you help them be the best circus clown there is.
most people aren't doing, and, 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 and hey, let me tell you something. Somebody is providing for their family being a circus clown that day. So we can laugh or whatever, but you know what? Who in here would be honest and say, most of the stuff I'm doing, I don't even really want to do. I'm talking about adults. Because we weren't, we weren't sewn into do what you love. When you do what you love, and we're living in such a time now that you can create any business you want. Businesses, there's a plethora of what you can do. So these children today now, if you really help them to do what they love, you're going to have to help them. The Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. So they're not ready to make all right choices and decisions yet. But we're there to help them. But when you can start seeing what's in their heart, now you can focus on them right. So they don't have to go way over here, then way over here, then way over here. And some of you know them school loans take you forever to pay that stuff off. So why not just do it right the first time? Amen. Let's pray. I could go on, but guys, this is what now, now parents, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn to take this thing. And, and those of you in, here in the church, those if they're still online watching, pray for these young ones. Pray for these parents today. They got hard work ahead of them. Don't, 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 don't let this scare you, but it's going to be a long school year. For some, it's going to be real long. It's going to be a lot of activities, a lot of events, a lot of different things. But you have the ability and the power to do all things through Christ. And if you focus in and say, yeah, Lord, it will be hard. But what did Ambassador Ben say? But you're my provider. All my needs are met. When are your needs going to be met? No, they already are met. They're already met for the event in October. So I'm not going to start worrying about that. Amen. Praise God. Hey, you young ones, come on up so we can lay hands on you. Let's lay hands on them. But you can come here. There's more girls right here. Matter of fact, let's have the boys come on this side. I want to lay hands on the boys. I'm going to come to the girls too, but get all the fellows over here. These young, strong, strapping lads. They're boys, right? These are girls, right? What did God make them, boys? What did he make you? What are you? A man. There you go. I like that. That's right. See, I'm saying that because we're living in a time now where there's a lot of adults that think, you know, there's, there's a different way. God made boys and he made girls. And God didn't make any mistakes. And so those are girls over here and these are boys over here. Don't let somebody lie to you and try to trick you and tickle you funny and make you start questioning if you are. And boys do things different than girls. Boys begin to understand their destiny that God made for them to do to be leaders. And girls, you are leaders and you are winners and you know who you are. And you don't need some boy to tell you who you are. To tell you that you're cute to mean something and be something. You are without all that. But most time, boys ain't got no sense for a long time. And so you listen to somebody with no sense, it'll mess you up anyway. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray for the schools and then we'll pray for the children. Father, right now we lift up every school around this world. Every school, Father God, where any boy, every girl will attend from the youngest all the way up, Father God, into our universities. We plead the blood of Jesus.
We know, Father God, that there's power in the blood. And just like the children of Israel, when they were behind the doorposts of the house with the blood on it, nothing could hurt or harm them. So we plead the blood of Jesus over every school, any type, home school, private school, public school, all schools in Jesus' name. And we come against evil that would try to come in and do hurt and or harm. We pray for those, Father, security or police officers that they would have the mind of Christ and wisdom far beyond their training only and hear your voice. That they would be brave to fulfill what you've called them to do. Father, therefore, we're declaring that the shooting and any other things that are not right stop now. We're praying that schools this year will have great records of safety and no harm in Jesus name Father we pray over these children we lay hands on them and we're declaring Father God and our hands are an extension of our faith to, to come in agreement with what we've declared that they are great that they are prosperous that they are winners that they are champions that they can do all things through Christ that they have the ability to learn and to retain that Father God they begin to believe these things and speak these things we come in agreement with our declaration and confession of faith concerning their daily school that Father God it will become so real to them that they will begin to be leaders and examples and others will follow and other parents will want to know what are you doing with your child and we believe Father God right now that whatever it is they desire to do desire to be that they will be that these are men and women of legacy men and women of authority men and women of power men and women of, 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 of the sensitivity to the spirit of God not ashamed of Jesus and we pray Father God that no weapon formed against them shall prosper no trick, scheme, lie of the enemy will pull or draw them in. We pray that they will all make right choices and not bad choices. That they have wisdom far beyond their years in Jesus' name. They may be from the youngest all the way up to the oldest. Pretty smart, but we're declaring that they have the smarts of God. That they know from the inner part. That therefore their choices will always cause them prosperity and not disparity. And Father, we just thank you for them right now. And as we lay hands on them, we believe that there's a transference of your word, your power, your anointing onto them. That they would walk in a fresh anointing this year. And see, Father God, where their pivot is causing them to already make better choices and changes for this school year. Father, we pray for those who will try out for teams that they got it. Those that will try new classes, that they'll be successful. Those that may be part of clubs and other things, that they will have every need met to do so. We come against the lack. If there's not enough lack for them to play this sport or that sport, you've already provided for the parents. Every need is met. This new school year will be the best school year yet. In Jesus' name, we lay hands on them. We declare victory over them. We purpose not to let them slow down, back away concerning our prayer, concerning our confession of faith. 
we declare greatness. We declare anointing. That even as young children, Father, they won't see this as a joke. They'll see this as real. Devil, you don't have a chance. Not this year. Not over these children. <laughs> Father, give them boldness. All of them boldness. May they walk in a greater confidence in who and whose they are. May none of them ever be influenced for drugs or alcohol. May they never be influenced, Father God, to go against who and whose they are in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. See, this is where we begin to just thank them right here. Father, we thank you. We thank you that our children, my children, are successful and blessed. Jordan, you're blessed. In Jesus' name, you're blessed. 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 You're a winner. You're a winner. Yes, you are. Yep. You have the mind of Christ. You're successful. You're a leader. You're a winner. You're obedient. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Winners. Can is the worst word written or spoken. Get it out of your vocabulary. Pressure magnifies me. I never crumble. This is what I'm just making declaration. I never crumble under pressure. Not afraid of pressure. Don't think your child is going to break. They're unbreakable. Right foundation make them strong. Just see them as you see yourself. You know how the Bible says, you know, love others as you love yourself? You know why bad people do bad things to other people? They don't love themselves. Love yourself, parents. Love your children. See yourself as winners, as champions, as, as called ones by God to parent. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm excited about this school year. We're going to hear great things. I, I pray every single one is going to be uh, straight A students. Straight A students. One of them I heard, he said, I'm going to do my best to get everything um, B's and up. But we're just going to take them B's to A's. And so parents, say they come like me. And their report card got, you know, a whole bunch of American flags on it all over the place. You know, flags. Flags mean F. It's not the end of the world, first of all. Because you've already called them. It just means we got to put in a little more work. There's not a dumb one here. Guys, what I learned, the only reason why I got F's, I didn't put forth the effort. Only reason. I'm not stupid. I wasn't stupid. Teach them hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. And if you'll put it in now, you won't have to put it in later. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to say this, guys. Um, longevity and consistency. Longevity and consistency for both children and parents. Longevity. You direct yourself to what you see for the future. Longevity and consistency. Like Pastor said, over and over and over again, every day, it's always worth the effort. It's always worth the energy. We've been here, what, about 20 minutes. It might have seemed like the longest Sunday that you've been at church. But this 20 minutes, this the Holy Spirit will bring this moment to you. And it will help you for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, for the rest of the school year. 20 minutes compared to the rest yeah. of your child's yeah. life. Amen. That's how you got to see it. That's what will, 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 will keep you moving forward to do the confessions every single day. Man, we know this works, guys. Yeah. Done it. We have raised our children, and they are old people, 34, 30, and 20. Almost 29. We did the same thing. So we are not telling you something to do that we haven't done already. Yeah. And you see, our children are a product of the confessions of faith and prayers that we decreed and declared over them. They had their buck-up seasons, glory to God. But they all right now. <laughs> Amen. 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 Glory to God. So here's what Amen. we're going to do, parents. You're going to all get one of these. We, we don't believe in um, a waste. Don't let this time be a waste. I always, you know, I, I, sometimes I might forget these children's names, but I do my best. When I see them, I poke into them. You know what I mean by that? I don't mean physically poke, but I'm like, what would you learn? What do you know? How's school going on? What I'm going to be asking is, what's your declaration? We don't have a number on here, but, you know, what's number two? What's number three? If I don't hear it, I'm coming to you. I'm going to say, what's up, mama? What's up, daddy? How come they don't know? Here's what I don't want to hear. They don't want to do it. They don't have a choice. They don't know they need to work hard to be winners yet. And I don't care how. My mom used to say, boy, you can stick those lips out if you want, but they're going to fly across the room. I'm not telling you to smack your kid's lips, but I'm telling you, it takes discipline to raise champions. So I'll be asking about that, all right? And parents, you have yours too, so I'm going to be asking you, tell me number two. Well, I didn't have much time. You never make time. You never, you, let me say this, you can never find time. Time can't be found. Time has to be made. You purpose to do that, your purpose to have winners. So I'm, here's what I'm going to start calling when I see Key. I'm going to say, what's up, winners? And you guys are going to say, yeah, that's me. <laughs> we got that? We're going to hear the guys say it first. Now, we, we should let the girls do it because y'all seem to get it right first. <laughs> what's up, winners? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> what's up, winners? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, see, here's what we're going to do, guys. And I tend to want to do it too. 
You can't be hard on something that hasn't been taught. So we're going to, we got, you see the work we got, right? We got to sow and we got to sow and we got to sow and we have to sow more and more and more. Then we can be hard. Then I can say, hey, wait a minute. I know you know better. Amen? All right. So don't be too hard on them. Let's give these young people a hand, parents. Give yourself a hand. Praise God. Hallelujah. You guys may be seated. Um, children going to stay here for a minute. Don't take them back. Um, no, they can go to their seats or take a seat. But we're going to have Miss Chrissy come up, Elise and Jordan come up. And uh, Chris, come on up with you, sweetie. You guys are one now, bro. She can't go nowhere without you. Come on, join her, man. Bring the whole family up. We want the church to see. This is going to be Chrissy and Elise and Jordan's last Sunday here with us. We've already been talking about it as a church. You guys know um, this, this young man right here stole stole Miss Chrissy's heart. He didn't really steal it, but, you know, he got in there. And, and they are married, happily married and blessed. And, um, you know, Miss Chrissy, she is, and, and it's really sad a lot of people aren't here that should be here today, but it's summertime. I know a lot of people are on vacation, but she's a life that has been built. I want to explain that. Not that she was broken. See, everything that's, that needs to be built don't mean it's broken. All right. So it's not like she came. She's all broken, but she's an example of a life that has been built. She's also an example of family, something that we want. She's our family. <laughs> I, lo I love when people leave. Right. We get to have this moment. But she grew up here and, and we saw we saw Jordan born here. She, she's she's a, a church baby, and Elise grow up, and you know, she's just beautiful, and she ain't even got to the real, real beautiful age, and look at her now already. And she loves God. I believe she has a call on her life to serve God in whatever way that God has for her. Um, but we just want, you know, I'm kind of talking to the church first. You all to know how blessed we've been. Um, I don't I don't know too many places you really haven't served here at church. You know, everywhere, all kinds of stuff over over all the years. But she's an example of a life. This 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 is what we do. Not us. We're not taking credit. But this is what the word does. It takes people, and 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 she's an example of what I call what the word calls a doer of the word. She's married today. She's raising mighty children today because of doing the word. Has it been easy? It's not easy. Well, your future is not going to be easy, but you have the foundation already. You stay with that foundation and walk in success. Amen. But guys, we've been so blessed. She's been over our children's ministry for the last number of years, doing a great job. And we're so thankful for that. Children's lives have been changed. You know that, Chrissy? They've been changed. Sometimes I don't think people realize the impact that they have. But there are children whose lives will never be the same. Some that might have come one Sunday, come, you know, whatever, that, that you've touched. What a blessing. And I know you might have got back there and said, what in the world am I doing back here? You know, but even in that, see, God knows what to do greater than you know what to do.
But I want you just to know we're, we're just honored. This is an honor today. I know for me and my wife, Minister Monique, I know for, uh, for Christina, um, you know, Al's not here today. But our family, you guys become our family. Family. I, I see Chrissy as like a daughter to me, you know, a, a big brother slash daughter. Um, and she's a lot, she've allowed me to pastor her. To, to, to teach her and to sow into her. And I don't always say things she want to hear. <laughs> Amen. But she's done it right. You know, I always tell the ladies, I said, you, you bring that guy to me. And, and, and Chris would tell you, we, we put him through the ringer. It got hot in that office and the air was blowing and everything. But that's because we, we love hard and, and we believe. And I always say, and I'll still say, you take good care of her. You be a man of God and love her. She deserves that, and you deserve that. And, and we're going we're gonna to be watching her. You know, I, I tell the guys here, you know, I don't care what you say. I can look at your wife and see how things are going. It's the truth. You know, it's the truth. If, and, and it's not those who know the word as those who live the word. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. It's what you do. It's what you do. And so we're just happy, guys. We're going to pray them out, releasing them, you know. Um, you guys, I'm not sure if you have found, I know there were some things, if you locked in where you are, you get somewhere where the foundation is being built, where it's challenging you. A lot of people won't come here because they don't want the challenge. They don't want that type of accountability. You living right? And if not, we're coming with you. I believe, you know. But you, you make sure you guys stay locked into a foundation building church where you're growing. You make sure the children are growing. You know, I've had a lot of people come over the years and say, you know, we're going to come here because our children like it. Are your children running everything? You better like it. You better be, be being fed so that you can sow into them. Because we don't rely on the system and others to sow only into our children. It just should confirm what we're already sowing into them. So you have to continue to stay built. Stay built. I won't be your pastor anymore, but I'm still going to be your daddy. Mid-door so I can beat her. No, we wouldn't be. That's just love, guys. You know, we really, we really do mean that. And I know my wife, um, she, she loves you. We're, we're always here for you and with you. But we have to release you so that who God places for you to be the shepherd over your life at that time, you follow. And you follow hard. Don't go there and compare. We don't walk in comparison. We just continue to grow. Ms. Monique said, we just go to another level, another level. Nobody got it right. Everything is different. So what? Doesn't mean one is right, one is wrong. Because one is bigger, one is small. Doesn't mean anything if somebody got it right and got it wrong. We grow. Take what we did and we, what we get and, what, and we grow with it. So we want you to know we love you so very much and appreciate you. Happy for you. I knew this day would come when she said that, uh, you know, when I met Chris, I said, she's going to be gone. <laughs> I mean, you never want your kids to grow. I remember when, when my son Al, he only went to Los Angeles. To, I cried like a baby one time. And I'm thinking, what am I doing crying? You're only going to L.A., but that's what parents do. We cry if you go around the corner. <laughs> Amen. And so we have our crying moments, but we knew this day would come. But we're so thankful. We're so thankful. Are you guys been thankful for Chrissy and, and what she's done and so proud of you? 
We just see you grown into a beautiful woman, a woman of God. And that's not a, a, a slant phrase. She's a woman of God. She knows God's word. She loves God's word. She know how to keep Chris straight by the word. No, understand what I mean by that. A, a true woman of God knows how to pray for her husband. If you'll learn, Chris, to, to follow. Now, understand what I mean by that. To follow the spiritual aspect. You know, you both need to hear from God. And believe that each other hears from God. But I tell you, in my lifetime, women, especially wives, seem to sometime hear a little bit better than we do. We get all these ideas, but man, when they hear from God, hearken. That's King James language right there. Hearken. That means listen to. Listen. Learn to listen. That's one thing we have to do as husbands. To learn to listen. You know, sometimes deep. Here's, here's rooted stuff. Sometimes men think our, their wives don't know nothing. We don't always say it. We don't really express it. But by our actions and choices, like they didn't know nothing. She's hearing from God. As long as you keep praying, staying in the word. You know all that stuff. I need to go over all that. Amen. But let's pray for them, guys. Reach your hand out. Y'all know I didn't preach today, so I can go on for another hour. Ms. Monique did an amazing job. But uh, I just wanted to share those things. Amen. And so, come on, baby. We're going to pray for them. Hallelujah. Ms. Monique, come on. Lay your hands on them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is our family. Many of you know. That's why you guys got tears. This is your sister right here. Amen. I know others wish they could be here right now, but are we still on, Ben? So some of them are watching. Those of you that are watching, I know family and, and friends, maybe you're on vacation or you'll watch this later. You know, be in agreement with our sister as she goes on to the next level, the next chapter in her life. Um, her and her husband, Chris, and their family. Look at these amazing children. We already prayed over them. Would be successful that that God will plant them in the proper and right place and they'll allow God to to grow them and do what needs to be done in their life amen? amen praise God father in the name of Jesus we pray over Chrissy Elise and Jordan over the entire family but I call them out because they've been members and rooted here we plead the blood of Jesus over them and declare that no weapon ever formed against them shall prosper we pray now, Father, as they are uh, joined with Chris and his family, that not only, Father God, will they continue to soar, but they'll soar like eagles, that you will root them and ground, ground them, Father God, and they'll stay planted in the word of God. So we release them. We're thankful for the time that we've had. We're thankful that they'll never, ever not be our family. They'll always be our family, and that the door is open always open but it will be by choice not by having to that she can always return her and Chris and father we just thank you right now father God we ask that you would bless them above and beyond more than what they could even imagine and or think that she would reap everything she has sown a hundredfold in Jesus name so will Elise and so will Jordan Bless Elise, Father God, for her serving in any and all capacities that she served in and growing up, Father God, in Children's Church and DVA and, and Jordan as well. Bless them, Father. Let them know that their labor has not been in vain in the Lord, that you are faithful and will continue to be faithful to them. 
So we love them, Father. We know that you've got them. Therefore, we release them in love and thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let me hug you first, man. Let me hug you first. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Would y'all give them a hand? Amen. Just give them a hand. Praise God. It's like a, it's like a, a, a happy but sad thing. You want to say something, Quincy? You don't have to. But I, we can hand you that mic right there, though. That one right there. It just so happened to be right there. They'll get you up. Oh, that. hello. Okay. Hello. I learned this. This is where I, I learned. Put it right here when you're nervous so you don't shake. I don't be nervous. I know, but you taught me how to do that. My hand, my arms cramp up, so I just rest <laughs> it right there. Um, well, I just wanted to say publicly that I love you guys all. And yes, you, were, you will all be my family forever. Um. Even the last messages that Pastor has been teaching about foundation, I was just thinking, I wasn't broken, but I was pretty cracked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is where I got my foundation. And just through the years of just going through stuff, just coming back to this is my house and this is my foundation. And I just wanted to publicly say thank you and I love you guys. And Praise the Lord. Let's give him a hand one more time. Give me a hug, baby. Amen. This is our family, too, so you got to give me a hug. Amen. Come on, big fella. Give me a hug. All right. Amen. Let's give him a hand one more time. Hallelujah. You guys may be seated. Well, God is good, isn't it? Have you been blessed today? I don't know if the children need to go back. And get signed out or anything like that. I'm not sure. Do they? Okay. So, children, if you guys, those of you that were back there, go ahead. And then the parents will come and get you. Come on, stand to your feet, guys. I want to welcome our visitors today. Different service. A lot going on. Thank you for coming out. We met you guys at the wedding. And so, you guys know she's an amazing woman. She's special to us. This is mom right here. Miss Doris. That's mom. That's the real deal mom. So you know she's praying. Chris don't have a chance. We know Miss Doris, the fervent, effectual prayer of mom availeth much. And so we stand on that, guys. So your confessions will be out there. Don't forget to grab these. What you can do if you want to digitize them or whatever. I know a lot of people don't work with sheets anymore. Get them on your phone. You'll have no excuse to do anything like that, um, to, not, to not do it. We thank you, guys. We know we went a little longer today, but we thank you for giving us the opportunity to pray for you and your children. We really believe these things. You know, um, like I said, no one's perfect, but we believe this stuff works. And that's why we'll be asking you and talking about it all throughout the year. This stuff works. Aaliyah, Ash, have you guys, you guys remember these? Did you utilize these? They're all graduated now. Huh? They, they know. Baby, we know these. These things work. And some of you that have been doing it, keep doing it. That's all. So let's pray. Father, we love you. It's all about you, Jesus. <laughs> we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise.
And we thank you, Father God, that you have heard these prayers and that your promises are yes and amen. We didn't pray anything that you haven't already provided for, so we thank you for that. And Father God, we know that when schools begin to roll in, that parents will already have the confidence and the remembrance by the Holy Spirit that all is well. And so we thank you right now and declare that the rest of this week, the rest of this school year will be the best of this school year. So we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise as we choose to pivot your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.